This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to It's it's great to see you too. So let's get right into it, Ross. Because um, training camp starting in a few days here, and there is no dead time in the NFL. I wanted to start in with you on what I, I know it doesn't involve the Texans, but it involves a former Texan that people are still have a lot of feelings for here in Houston, and that's DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Tennessee Titans. Wanted to get your thoughts on the impact that you feel like DeAndre Hopkins is going to have for the Tennessee Titans this season. But it was really interesting. Now, now, first of all, I'm not a big fan or believer in guys quote-unquote, ring chasing. Um, look, if that's what they want to do with their lives, go for it. But you know how hard it is to know which team's going to win the Super Bowl and be on that team? I mean, everybody says, oh, just go to the Chiefs. It's been 20 years since anybody repeated back-to-back. Yeah. It's really hard to do, okay? And it's also easy to say, oh, just go play for the Chiefs win the championship or the Bills. The Bills have had Josh Allen as their quarterback for five years, starting quarterback. They've been a one AFC championship game. I mean, what, what good luck chasing a ring there, right? So the idea that these guys will sign for less than a third of what Odell Beckham Jr. got to play for these teams, I always thought was ridiculous. I'm glad DeAndre realized that. You know, I think everybody would love to win a championship, but that's really hard to do. What I like about what DeAndre did is, first of all, Nashville's awesome, probably a sensitive subject for you guys, but Nashville is an amazing city. Um, but I think it's more interesting the message that the Titans signing Hopkins sends. Because all offseason, I, like a lot of people, have kind of wondered, what, what is Rand Carthon doing with the Tennessee Titans? I mean – they kind of revamped their whole O-line. They're basically going young and cheap on the O-line, uh, which sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't. They take Will Levis high in round two. So you're like, okay, they're kind of rebuilding. You know, they moved on from Ben Jones and some of the vets on the team. They tried to get by to take a pay cut, thought they might move on from him. They didn't re-sign David Long, etc. But then they made some other moves. They still have Tannehill as their quarterback. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to do both, right? I think the AFC South, let's be honest, is bad enough that Vrabel believes they can kind of retool, rebuild at certain spots and still win the division. I mean, last year, even without Tannehill, they had the lead in the fourth quarter against the Jags in the win-and-you're-in game. And if Dobbs doesn't fumble – and they got Dobbs like two days before the game. 
they win the division last year. So I think Vrabel wants to be able to look at Kevin Byard, Jeffrey Simmons, Derrick Henry, some of those guys, and say, we're, we're, we're going to win the division. Then we're going to make a run in the playoffs. And DeAndre Hopkins, I think, really gives them that chance. You know, I don't think the Colts will be great with the rookie quarterback. Texans the same. So I think I think Vrabel looks at the Jaguars and says, you know what? If Tannehill's healthy and you get me DeAndre Hopkins, we'll beat the Jags. We'll win that division. They could win that division. The big problem is Hopkins hasn't done much in three years. He's missed 15 games these last two years, nine because of injuries. He never got hurt here. Now he's had two different things hurt the last two years. You always worry about when a guy gets his age, he just turned 31. And he's certainly capable of being great again. You know, he, he was great with a lot of bad quarterbacks. He's got one now who's mediocre. And uh, he'll help Traylon Burks more than anybody because if Hop stays healthy and plays the way he's capable, he'll get a lot of double teams, which means Burks will be singled up. No, there's no question. And I, and I really think, John, he's not the player he was in Houston. And he's not going to be. But he's still pretty darn good. I mean, I think he caught 70-some balls last year or something, even though he was suspended, missed all those games with different quarterbacks in Arizona. I think he's what the Titans needed, which is if they're loading the box, take some pressure off Traylon Burks. Don't make him have to be the number one stud receiver. He can still grow into that role. I don't think Hopkins is as much of a deep threat as he used to be. Still has great hands. Still really good against zone coverage. Still excellent on the boundary. And gives Tannehill that option he needs. Especially on some of those third downs. They have a really good tight end in Chigakonkwo. Um, and, you know, I think they just realized they needed someone reliable. I don't think Hopkins... I'll be really interested to see if anybody doubles him. I, I don't know that he's a guy that dictates coverage anymore. And if he doesn't, I think he can be productive again. So uh, Ross, uh, well, the Madden people like him because they gave him a 93. I will say that. I want to shift gears um, with you here and get over to the Texans. Um, I'm going to answer your the question you would normally ask me and Seth when you come on with us is, how are they feeling in Houston about the Texans right now? I'm going to tell you up front, we're way more excited about the Texans now than each of the last two years that we've done radio with you. People are super excited here. So I want to get your thoughts on the what, what I think a lot of people think are massive upgrades that they finally made at the head coaching, so the two most important spots, head coach and quarterback. What are your thoughts about D'Amico Ryans and the combination of D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud for this rebuilding team? Well, D'Amico Ryans is like a unicorn, man. I, I, I don't know that I can ever think of another player who every organization he's been associated with just – oohs and ahs with their praise for this guy. I mean, I don't even remember how many years he was in Philly. They love him. Like, they love D'Amico Ryans. And I'm not sure what he does to ingratiate himself this much. I mean, I think he was a pretty good player for the Eagles. I don't think he was a great player for the Eagles. But the way he goes about his business, I'll never forget Chip Kelly when he was the coach here. He totally butchered the Lion King. You guys got to Google this. But he called D'Amico like Mufasa or Simba or something. He called him somebody he wasn't. 
But he, what he was trying to say is that, like, D'Amico's our guy. D'Amico's the choice. I think maybe he called him Scar, the bad guy, or maybe he called him uh, Simba. I don't know. But that just goes to show how respected he is everywhere he's been. I mean, John probably knows more than I do, but seems like Denver really wanted him to be their head coach over Sean Payton. Really yeah. wanted him. But he wanted to come to Houston. I think that speaks well to the franchise, to Nick Casario, that even after back-to-back one-and-done guys, that D'Amico still felt like Houston was the place for him. As for Stroud, really curious to see how things go for him. Um, You know, I I think the Georgia game helped tremendously because it showed he can run a little bit. Sometimes you wonder, you talk to people, and I never knew he could run. And I think some of these guys, they don't want to be known as running quarterbacks. They don't run even though they can. And quite frankly, Ohio State, he didn't have to. I think the the learning curve for him, similar to Haskins, similar to Justin Fields, you ever watch an Ohio State game the last couple of years? It's unbelievable. Like two years ago, Stroud's first year, Every time I flipped the Ohio State game, Chris Olave would catch a post for a touchdown, and there was nobody within like 20 yards of him. I'm like, what? what who are they playing right now? And it's like, oh, okay, that's Northwestern. They're actually not bad. Like, like they're playing decent teams. Guys are wide open. The receivers are unbelievable. Clean pocket. Their tackles are Paris Johnson. They're always going in the first round. I think things – I think the supporting cast and the surrounding is so good at Ohio State that I think it really is a big adjustment for some of these recent Ohio State quarterbacks when they come in the NFL and the receivers aren't wide open and it's not a clean pocket. I think that's that'd be adjustment for everybody, but I think it's stark contrast for those guys. That's a great point, Ross, about – those players that he played with. The thing about his running ability, he had 72 yards against Northwestern. He ran, but he said at the combine, why would I want to run when I have so many great receivers who are open? If I'm selfish and I'm running the ball, I'm never going to hear the end of it from them because they're open. My job's to get them the ball. So he proved several times in his two years as a starter that if he needed to run, he could run. So funny too, isn't it, John? Because it was like 10 years ago that we were saying to these guys, better not run in the NFL. Better not. You're going to get hurt. These guys that run in college, it's not the way the NFL is. It's like totally flipped. Now it's like, you better run sometimes. I mean, and it works. You know, Hurts had an unbelievable year for the Eagles. Even Daniel Jones ran for over 700 yards, seven touchdowns, a huge part of the Giants' success last year. And honestly, guys, it's not even the quarterback running as much as it's the threat of the quarterback running and what that creates for the offense. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, 
feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, Ross, I uh, I want to make sure before we get you out of here, because I know your time is limited, I, I want to make sure I think the other, aside from the Texans, um, the other team or player that Texan fans still have interest in, direct interest in, because they that's the first round pick the Texans have next season is Cleveland's. Do you think that Deshaun Watson, who was not good in the six games he played last year and he hadn't played in nearly two years at that point, do you think Deshaun Watson has a bounce back year in Cleveland this year? Yeah, so I actually have a question for you guys then after I answer this. The answer is yes, I do think he'll have a bounce back year. Um, I think, you know, having a full year in that system will help him. The O-line's healthy. They have Nick Chubb to run the ball. Uh, you know, they did add to the receiving core with Elijah Moore. I think Watson, look, they have to, I'm actually surprised the Browns didn't sign Hopkins because I think that the head coach and the GM in Cleveland are on the hot seat. I thought as a result that they would pony up the money to get Hopkins there to reunite him with Watson. I think he'll have a bounce back year. I don't think he'll be a top five quarterback. Really hard to be that. And I think he was his last full season in 2020, which leads me to my question for you guys. He was unbelievable in 2020. By all accounts, a top five quarterback in the NFL. They won four games. How is that possible? John, I'll let you go first, but how is that possible? Like, in today's NFL, there is no way you should have a top five quarterback and only win four games. They had a terrible coaching. They went through uh, firing Bill O'Brien and they had a terrible defense that was one of the worst in history against the run. They couldn't stop anybody. Now I'll tell you this about Watson. Every game he played here, he played in indoors. He played in Jacksonville, indoors in Indy, good weather, Nashville. Every game would be outdoors in his division. He's never been a good cold weather quarterback. And so I don't think he'll ever compile the stats that he had here. They haven't had a 4,000-yard passer since Brian Sipe. And that was back when I started covering the NFL 47 years ago. So I think he'll be great. They'll run the ball more than they ran the ball here. His stats won't be as good. But hopefully uh, for the Browns and their fans, they'll win games and maybe be a playoff team again. Yeah. Yeah, I, Ross, I, I, there's nothing much to add to John's thing except that it was the season after. That was when they traded DeAndre Hopkins. They made Anthony Weaver the defensive coordinator, and poor Anthony Weaver in this whole thing, man. Like, they they just – their improvements to the defense were letting DJ Reader walk, overpaying Whitney Merciless, and signing Eric Murray, who nobody knew who he was. We had to Google Eric Murray, the safety. Like, it was it, – it was uh, – it was bad. It, it was the it, it was the gateway to this horrible period of annual coaching searches in in Houston. Thankfully, that tradition appears to be over. I think we're not going to have for the first time in years we won't have a coaching search in the off season. 
Well, man, I hope so. I, I mean, because that's been ridiculous. I'm still waiting for the McNairs to hire me for one year on like a four or five year contract. I'll sign up for that right now. I only want to coach one year. Yeah. Then fire me. Then I'll go do something else. <laughs> you can get all the churrascos you can eat after that, right? Uh, exactly. Let me put now. Exactly. Be delicious. <laughs> Everybody that watched Texans those two years knew that they did terrible coaching jobs and understood why they were fired. Yep. Uh, Ross, we know you got to get out of here. Um, you, we've got the uh, you've got the Ross Tucker football podcast. You got your little podcast empire going on over there, right? Try it, man. I, I'm, I, we need you guys to get legalized betting down there for the Even Money podcast. For fantasy football, we got the Fantasy Feast podcast, and it was uh, real fun talking about the 2024 quarterback prospects on the College Draft podcast. It's interesting to hear people talk about how much better Drake May and Caleb Williams supposedly are than C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, we'll find we'll find out. Someday we'll find out for sure. Ross, uh, appreciate you, man. Keep up the great work. Appreciate you jumping on with us, our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker. We'll talk soon, man. Thanks for coming on, that was brother. great. See you guys. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you, Ross. Bye.